Hi, and welcome to Cinema Snorkel. This is the podcast where we dive just below the surface on the themes and ideas in movies. We are two siblings. I'm Casey. And I'm Carlin. And we love movies. We grew up talking about movies. We grew up watching really the same five movies on VHS and DVD. The classic five. The classic five. But as adults, we grew up walking into theaters and discussing what the themes in the movie were. And that hobby we want to turn into a podcast. Carlin, why don't you give us more of your background and tell our listeners how this passion developed for you? Yeah, great. I have a career in themed entertainment, so that's spatial storytelling, whether it's theme parks, escape rooms, theater, that sort of thing. So I already have a love of talking about stories and finding the themes and meanings within them. And movies are a great opportunity to do that, which is why I think I like to have these conversations. Yeah, your career is so cool. Could you just say a little more about like what spatial storytelling is? What do you mean by that term? Yeah, well, a lot of times the way we participate in stories is through books, movies, and then the next tier of that would be in live entertainment where you would maybe go see a play on a stage. But what's super popular right now is places where you can live in the stories. So theme parks have been around for a while. It's a combination of thrill and amusement rides, but also world building. So anything really that's a way to tell a story through spaces and immersive design, that's kind of what my career is aimed at. How did that passion get started for you? From a very young age, I grew up going to really fun experiences like Wits End in Colorado Springs or, uh, you know, Rainforest Cafe, Disneyland, all of those places, museums. They've always just really sparked my imagination. Um, and I think it's because everybody loves stories. Everybody kind of has an ear for them. We always perk up whenever someone starts to tell a story. And there's something about getting to walk into the place of a story that really, it lets your imagination kind of run wild and play a little bit. I love that. And now you get to do that for a living, basically. Yeah. Now I, I work at one of the biggest themed entertainment companies in the world, and I get to be in those spaces every day. Well, every night since I work at night. Um, but yeah, it's a dream come true. So Casey, tell us a little bit about you and your career focus. Yeah, so I am a writer. I write on current events for a Christian nonprofit. And our goal is to talk about current events, but what we really care about are the ideas and the themes and the philosophy that present themselves through current events. So what we like to say is that the news is where things happen, but what we're interested in is the why things are happening, which more often than not is a result of worldview, Hmm. philosophy, ideas. And that very much encapsulates storytelling as well. Stories are a massive way we communicate what's true and what's beautiful. And also we comment on what's evil Hmm. in the world. That all developed later in life, though. Uh, I, I studied in the UK at Oxford for a year and I had a tutor in philosophy who really transformed the way I watch movies, basically just with one simple question. What are the filmmakers trying to say with this movie? And I think that unlocked for me a whole different way of looking at movies. It's such a basic question, right? And the key with it is not to be ham-fisted, like, oh, there's a message behind every nook and cranny, every rock. You know, sometimes we talk about, Carlin, that the messages are implicit in what they portray. Sure, yeah. And sometimes they are explicit in the sense that they're very obvious messages. But, But looking at the themes and the philosophy that are poured into movies is so interesting to me that we just had to do a podcast about it. 
Yeah, man, stories are a really powerful medium. And so wondering what the filmmakers are trying to say is important because we receive the message, whether it's intentional, unintentional, like you were saying, if it's an explicit message or an implicit message, they sink straight to our hearts oftentimes if the storyteller is doing a good job. So it is an important right. thing to ask because you might end up absorbing messages and content in a film without recognizing that it's happening. So Carlin, for you, what's a really good example of that? What What is one of your favorite movies and what's one of the ways that storytelling has impacted you as you've watched that movie? Um, You know, Casey, that is funny because I think Oftentimes when that's the most effective, I don't notice it. It just happens. Um, and then right. I walk away. Right. I walk away with kind of the smell of the movie. You know what I mean? Like you have the, the distinct mm. impression of it, but it doesn't always boil down to a single log line or a single title that you could go, oh, I feel empowered to be myself. Oftentimes you walk away with the impression of it, like it's rubbed off on you, but you couldn't yeah, put totally. your finger on it exactly. Totally. So let's dial it back one level then. What is one of your favorite movies and what's like one moment in that movie that's just stuck with you? Okay, one movie that comes to mind that we watched recently was The Lion King, the classic yeah. 1995 Something like that. Version. The OG Lion King. And this is a movie that impacted me from a young age because I would watch it pretty much four times a day between the ages of four and ten. That's not really an exaggeration. You can ask my mom. But no, yeah, I was there for it. <laughs> and and I think as a kid, I was so impressed by just that there was animals because I loved animals so much. But there's a scene in that movie that could still bring goosebumps to my arms. And that's when Simba decides he's going back to Pride Rock. He's like running through the desert and you can see his feet like crushing the dust as he's decided to lean into his oh, yeah. destiny and his responsibility oh, yeah. and return to be the king that Pride Rock needs. That moment, um, even before I was able to articulate it into a, a specific um, impactful sentence that really resonated with me and it could just get me so excited. Case, do you have a movie that's really impacted you? Oh yeah. I mean, I love that. Uh, my favorite movies of all time are the Lord of the Rings uh, trilogy, but it almost feels cheap to say that because they're just, they're so good. They transcend. Um, <laughs> they transcend They film. They kind of do. And <laughs> I think they were really definitive for a whole our generation of millennials who sort of grew up watching them. I could point to a million moments from that, yeah. you know, the charge of the Rohirrim in front of Minas Tirith. I mean, it's just epic and glorious. On a smaller scale, my favorite standalone movie still, I think, is The Reigning Champion is Inception. Oh, yeah. Chris Nolan film, and at the very end, Cobb's two children turn around, and you see their faces for the first time. Oh. Yeah, it just melts your heart. And they're saying something so, like, they're saying so many things all at once with one scene. And that's why it, it feels overwhelming. I mean, they've built to that scene because in the dream world, yeah. he doesn't see their faces. Then finally, at the very end of the uh -huh. movie, these two little children turn around and it's amazing. Could you put in a nutshell what you think that scene? Um, and obviously you probably can't put it all into words because like you said, uh, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a movie's worth like a thousand billion words. They're doing so many things with your emotions in that moment. But if you could boil it down to like a primary message that you think the makers are trying to say in that scene, what would you say? Totally. I think one of the main things that they resolve in that moment is 
Cobb's search for wholeness with his family. You know, this horrible Mm, thing happened with his wife and he's never gotten over it. He spent most of his life as an expat, you know, like away from his kids doing dangerous work. So when he comes home Uh at the very end, it's, it's really him achieving this lifelong quest to be whole with his family again. And even though we don't know these kids, we know what they mean to him and the lengths he's gone to be reunited. So there's, there's interpersonal rest in that scene. Yeah. I think that they, without explicitly saying it, they're making a very strong commentary on what the real world is. And I Mm. think that theme has aged incredibly well in Inception. Reality matters. Yes. It matters whether you're in a dream or in reality. Yes. It matters whether you're in VR, in the matrix. Yes. It's better to be in reality, even if it's painful and miserable, than Uh. to be in a dream because it's false. No, exactly. And that is a core theme in Inception. And they resolve that theme by saying, look, okay, this is real. You know, in the dream, you could never see their faces. You could build anything you wanted, but you could never see the faces yeah. of your children. You can keep your dead wife alive even. Right, but not really, is what the movie's trying to tell us. And that theme has right. aged incredibly, Carlin. Let's do an episode on Inception, how about? <laughs> Deal, let's do it. Okay. Um, so let's continue to talk more about what maybe our listeners can expect from the coming episodes of our podcast. Totally. First of all, we want to talk mostly about movies that are popular. And here's why. We want to build bridges to culture with movies. You and I are, are both Christians and our faith really matters to us. And one of the reasons that we care about that is we think Christianity, even though it's an ancient religion, has something to say to the modern world. And incredibly, movies, even when they're just entertaining, you know, they're saying something about the ultimate questions, too. And so one of the reasons we want to focus on popular movies is that um, we want to talk about what most people are talking about. Maybe we'll do an indie movie or an art house, something mm-hmm. that impacts us. But it's it's okay for our purposes to talk about popular movies. And we also want to talk about movies that are well done, <laughs> at least for the most part, because our purpose <laughs> here is not to critique movies. Uh, we're really here to sort of give as much of the benefit of a doubt as we can and draw out the themes as they were intended to be. So to do that, we want to focus on movies that are well done. Exactly. Yeah, we're not movie critics necessarily, although both of us have some creative background and some insight, I would say, into storytelling and uh, entertainment as an art form. And the way we're going to do it is by asking our three kind of basic questions. And you've already touched on this a little bit. First of all, what do we like about the film? We talk about the things that jumped out at us, the things that worked, the things that were effective, moving, emotionally compelling, all of that. And we might have to rip on it a little bit if we didn't like some parts of it. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> we're going to be honest. We're going to be real. We're going to try to be uh, But then, then the second question is, what are the filmmakers trying to say? Which you've touched on that a little bit already, but basically we want to give our most charitable and reasonable understanding of what the film is about. We'll draw out, you know, two or three themes that we've noticed through the film and then talk about maybe whether or not there are some implicit themes and implicit messages in that film as well. And then thirdly, we want to talk about the Christian worldview and compare and contrast. Is the worldview presented in this film compatible, opposed to, or different from the Christian worldview? And does the Bible have something to say that's relevant for a modern audience? Totally. And in every artifact of culture, there are going to be things that we'll agree with, and there will be things that we disagree with. Really, that's okay. 
what we're doing is just comparative worldview. So it's okay if we walk away completely disagreeing with the conclusions of film. But I, I do think, Carlin, that links to something important for our listeners to know. And that's as Christians, you know, the Bible does speak to some of the ethics of like what we're allowed or supposed to watch. It doesn't give us hard and fast rules like don't watch any, you know, rated R movies or anything like that. It does that on right. purpose. What it does say is whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, think on these things. And so yeah. what we're not here to do is tell Christians which movies they should take their kids to see or even which movies they <laughs> should see. But we really want to validate those instincts in Christians and say that we yeah. might end up reviewing movies that we don't think Christians should see. If they have an issue of conscience, we're going to review movies that we don't think kids should see. Those are valid questions, but they're separate questions. Yeah, those are such valuable questions and we should be asking them, but we should be asking more than just those questions. As important as it is to see what you should watch, right? it's not enough because even the most G-rated family-friendly film, if it's saying something that's false or wrong, but you don't examine that worldview closer, then does it matter that it doesn't have any cussing in it or sex scenes? Right. Maybe not. Maybe it's more important to be asking what's the content of a film as right. well as asking like a cuss word counter. But there are other places that will give you that information and we would love to recommend those to you. Totally. But that's not what our podcast is going to be about. That is such a good point, Carlin. And I think the reason I'm excited about this podcast, just like I love watching movies with you, is that there's a way that they sort of come alive and we actually, there's just so much more we can appreciate about the world then should we, shouldn't we? And most serious Christians know that. Actually, if you read the messages of scripture, it gives you a very thoroughgoing, nuanced approach to living life in a world with people who disagree with you and loving it and respecting them as you filter out things that might be ethically problematic. But it's very charitable in how it does that. I mean, I think about the Apostle Paul as he goes to Athens, you know, and he's read the Greek poets. And so he's able to actually just talk to Greek people because he understands their mythology. Yeah. If you read the Greek poets, you need to yeah. understand that they are not G-rated. But listen, and this is big, if you read the Bible, you need to understand it's not G-rated either. The Bible is not like a felt yeah. board story of, you know, little lambs and clouds. I mean, it, it is gruesome in some of its depictions. Yeah, and it's it's very rarely it's very rarely a how-to uh, how-to manual either. In fact, a lot of the things depicted, like you're saying, are not the recommendations of God yeah, or the commands of God. They're a depiction of what people have done. It's made up of both descriptive and prescriptive parts. And and just like when we approach a movie, we need to approach scripture with, ironically, that same fundamental question, what are the authors trying to say? And so as a side bonus, if you're a Christian yeah. listening to this, we hope that this will help you appreciate movies better. But it probably, if you apply the same question to when you read the Bible, it'll help you appreciate scripture better. Yeah, I hope so. All right, so this is Cinema Snorkel. One last disclaimer we want to give is that we're going to dive into these movies, which means if you haven't seen it, please watch it first because there's going to be spoiler after we're spoiler spoil after it. spoiler. And this is the last disclaimer yeah, we're going to make about up. it. buckle up. There's spoilers. There's spoiler, spo <laughs> spoilers. 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 There's spoilers. So, Carlin, Cinema Snorkel, are we doing this thing? Let's do it. Let's do it for real. Let's do the thing. Let's, let's get down to business. This is going to be such a fun ride. Yep. Welcome along. Welcome along.